The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. As part of the new initiative for primary school books, schools will get €96 per pupil for free school books. Uh, Schools will then be advised not to seek voluntary contributions from parents for book-related costs. Now, to talk about all of this, is it fit for purpose or not, I'm joined by Louise Bayliss, co-founder and spokesperson for SPARC. That stands for Single Parents Acting for the Rights of Kids. Uh, Noel Loftus, who's principal of St. Adractas National School in Roscommon, and Aon Arirdon, Labour spokesman in education and Justice and TD for Dublin Bay North. Uh, Good morning and welcome one and all. Um, We'll go to uh, an acting principal, first of all, doing the job at the moment and therefore going to have to implement the scheme. Noel, uh, good morning. Good morning, Pat. What do you know about what you're going to do, what you're going to get and how it's going to to play out? Well, first off, we very much welcome the free book scheme. We very much welcome it from the point of view of parents and easing the financial burden on back to school. However, we do it with a guarded welcome simply because schools remain very much in the dark. We've, very, we've no details yet. We understand that the department will shortly issue guidelines to schools. But in the meantime, we're in the dark. Now, and you might explain to, to us uh, exactly how it works at the moment. Do parents okay. go off to the bookshop themselves with a list and buy the books? Or does the school buy books and kind of sell them to the parents at the moment? So, so currently, at the moment, a book list is issued to parents towards the end of the school year. And this book list will identify stationary items and then books that parents themselves will buy. Those books generally are workbooks that children will write into and cannot be used again the following year. Also on the book list, we will have identified all those titles that we, the school, will provide under the free book rental scheme. But the parents then pay a cost to be part of that rental scheme. And, uh, and typically, what is that, uh, by the way, Noel? Well, at the moment, we for the book rental scheme in our school, it's €25 Euro per year. Okay. Now, when you look at your book list, which contains these workbooks, and uh, this became a fad, I don't know when, it didn't exist in my day, but it did in my kids' day, uh, where you have this book which, uh, you know, has questions and things to do. You write on the workbook and then it's useless. It cannot be handed down. Whereas before, and back in the day, it used to be you'd get a copybook and you'd look at, at the tasks set and you'd do them in your copybook which was discarded, but the original book remained, uh, depending on the child, in reasonably good condition. So it depends very much on the individual school in terms of the practice they use around workbooks. As you said, Pat, it may be that children write into the workbook or the children might write into a copybook. But nonetheless, the workbooks generally would be part and parcel of what the children or what parents would buy. And it would be, when we talk about the free book scheme and that 54 million or the 96 euro per child, Uh, And bearing in mind that the information we have to hand to talk about other classroom resources. So, again, being in the dark, I'm as principal, I'm hoping that will include stationery because stationery is a huge cost for parents. So, So the question then is, when you assemble your book list, do you have an idea typically in any given year for, say, someone in third class, what that book list might cost the parent? Uh, The answer to that is no, because what we have is we have our book rental piece and we've that costed, but we haven't costed each and every individual item of stationery, nor have we costed each and every individual workbook for the simple reason that stationery will vary from place to place. Parents will go to various, you know, uh, agents to purchase the books. And that, Pat, is where 
one of the huge challenges in terms of schools is going to come, and that will be the administrative piece. And it's not just the administrative piece in terms of ordering the books, but it's the administrative piece in terms of exactly that, costing every item to ensure that yeah. we're within the 96 euro yeah. budget. And then you're wondering, you know, given this is a, a public um, school owned by the state, do you have to go out to tender to different book suppliers to get, you know, because you'd be able to bulk buy and you'd presume you'd get a better price for, say, 50 books than a parent would for one? Well, we would hope that the details that will be issued um, shortly by the department will include um, information around that piece. Because currently in the schools, all items of expenditure come under the procurement process where you're seeking three tenders. And that brings us to the next challenge we have, Pat, and that is all of this happening in a timely manner. I mean, we're entering into term three. Term three is a busy time, extra busy time for schools with everything as principal. You're looking at class allocations, teacher appointments, assessments and so on and book lists. And you want to ensure that your books, as I do every year, are delivered to the school the first week of July for the book rental scheme and they're sitting there ready to go. However, now with the timing, uh, and procurement it's going to add an extra layer of administrative sure. piece and timely piece You see so, one, one of the things about Irish society generally is the government gives a grant whether it's the SEAI for energy retrofits or they give a grant to the first time buyer and the people who uh, you're buying from you know the fitter of the solar panels or whatever uh-huh. they tend to absorb the grants and charge more the developer who gets, you know, knows that the first time buyer is getting 30 grand from the state adds 30 grand to the price of the unit. That's the experience of living in this benighted state of ours. Well, what I'd say to that is schools are always cost conscious. No, I'm and, just wondering, uh, will the, the booksellers and the publishers just jack up the prices knowing well, this, that the this, state this is... is the, uh, yeah. Just to, to answer that point, I would say schools are always cost conscious, but... In the context of the 96 euro, first off, Bernardo's would have stated that the average cost is 110 euro per child in terms of books, 85 euro for books, 25 euro for stationery. On top of that, the publishers have made it clear that the actual cost of books has risen because of cost of paper in line with the cost of living crisis. So we as principals in schools don't know what terrain we're entering into in terms of the financial burden. Will 96 euro be enough? We don't know. And then also... There's the angle of schools that have taken on extra pupils throughout the year, for instance, Ukrainian pupils, pupils from direct provision. We are understanding is that the funding will be based on enrollment figures from September 2022. (gasps) So what of the the schools then that increase their numbers through the year? And I I would be one of those schools. We have an emergency refugee orientation centre here in the town. We'd also have a direct provision centre and we'd also have two hotels with Ukrainians. They don't just all... That's not part of a planned enrolment process. They can arrive at any time. So to what extent will there also be flexibility in terms of funding to address the fact that schools up and down the country are in a very similar scenario? Okay, so many questions. Now, in fairness to the publishers, there's no doubt that the cost of energy impacts the cost of printing, uh, the cost of paper production and so on goes up because it's a highly energy intensive uh, business. So you'd expect um, some increases, but not dramatically so. Do you know, uh, like the cost of your newspaper hasn't gone up by much. The cost of the magazine you buy uh, at the weekend might not have gone up that much. So, you know, you have to keep an eye on those kind of claims that it's Putin and his allies that have caused the school book price to rise. Uh, but we'll park that particular argument for the moment. Um, Aon Arirdan, good morning. 
Morning. Now, you've been that soldier too, uh, working in a school uh, before you became a full-time TD. Um, They've been doing this in Northern Ireland for years and years and years. We shouldn't have to reinvent the wheel. How is it done in Northern Ireland and does it work there? It does. And look, I want to welcome this. I mean, I think you might be surprised often in politics, our job is to criticise, particularly from the opposition, to criticise everything the government does. But in fairness to the minister, um, she has gone with this. She has a pilot scheme of about 100 schools and then she's rolling out to the whole country. So what we want to have from September is a cultural shift in Irish education where, where parents are not expected to put their hands in their pockets for school books. Now, in Northern Ireland, there isn't a multiplicity of grants. Um, as principals will know, you get a grant for this, a grant for that. You get a capitation grant, which is an incendiary services grant. There's various different grants in the Irish system. In Northern Ireland, there's one block grant, depending on the enrolment of the of the student, students, and there's different waiting for disadvantage. And out of that, the schools will purchase the books. And there's a cultural expectation in Northern Ireland, and anybody in my constituencies who is from the north who lives in now in the Republic is always bemused as to how they're expected to pay for school books because there's a cultural expectation there yeah. that you don't pay for school books. And what happens uh, is that in various different schools it becomes a norm that a student will have a school book that is maybe five, six, seven years old. Um, and that just okay. changes. So, so that's, the, if you like, the equivalent of the, the rent-a-book scheme uh, whereby you have books that are retained by the school uh, which are not scribbled in, in theory, uh, and go forward until they're yeah, worn that, out. That's how, I, that's how I manage a situation in my own school, which is a Desh school, that we purchased the books uh, and there was a book rental scheme where parents would pay, at the time, was about €60. Euro, but there was... You know, a, a, a dynamic there where you were chasing the money, you're asking people for money, and far too many of these conversations between parents and schools, and I know Louise will probably touch on this, are about money. Now, if you go to Finland, a different education system altogether, there is, there's a ban on fundraising, there's a ban on fee-paying schools, there's a ban on any connection between money and the education system. And far too often our parents' associations turned into fundraising bodies. There's an, an assumption that you have to put your hand in your pocket. There's, there's a reluctance of... of parents who don't have means sometimes to fully engage with school life because they always feel as if there's a question about money or an expectation about the voluntary contribution, etc. So I think the long-term solution to this, and this is a good start from the Minister of Fairness, is to have a much better investigation about what we give to schools mm-hmm. and how schools can actually run yeah. um, run their, their their operations without constantly having to have fundraisers mm-hmm. or asking for, for, for top-ups. Now, what I don't want to see happen, though, uh, Pat, is that in September there may be a school, and there's always a school in competition with a school around the corner, who says that yes, the school books are, f- are free, but we have decided to introduce this novel into fourth class or fifth class, and that costs an extra ten pounds or ten euro. Yeah. It would be ten pounds in North obviously ten euro, and we expect you to pay for that. There has to be an absolute understanding from the department that this grant is only given on the basis that there is no expectation, and there will never be a situation where a parent has to put their hand in their pocket for any sort of school book. Or okay, so Aon, the pilot scheme that the minister has run, obviously, uh, what has been announced has been as a result of the findings in that pilot. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we were pushing for this for about the last six or seven years or so. There was a pilot scheme of 51 schools that went on to 100 schools. Um, Many of those were disadvantaged in the first instance. So, look, this is going to be a success. Now, however, we did have a, a free school transport scheme 
uh, last September that was quite problematic. So I think at this juncture, as has been said, the, you know, schools are saying now they haven't got the information around how it's going to be rolled out. The, there has to be a strong circular from the department and possibly even legislation to underpin this, that there can never be a situation where parents are uh, are, are expected to put their hands in their oh, pockets and oh. that, that the schools can run this effectively because you don't want to say in September, look, this was a great idea just as free school transport was, but it was massively problem problematic and as, as a result, uh, some parents are locked out of the system okay. because there is a school book rental scheme, by the way, which works very effectively, but there is a small cohort of schools that don't run it. Okay. And we don't want to see that All happen. All right, Aon, we don't want to see that happen with the, the free book scheme. Aon O'Reardon, Labour spokesperson on education and justice. Um, listening to all of that is Louise Bayless, co-founder of Spark uh, and the national spokesperson for uh, single parents acting for the rights of kids. That's what Spark stands for. Louise, what do you make of this? Do you welcome it? Oh, absolutely welcome it. It's been an ongoing problem for years where every September we get messages from parents who are utterly shamed that the child has come home from school crying because a teacher gave them workbooks out on the desk and then went, oh no, your parents haven't paid and took them off. And, you know, and, and that sense of exclusion for children going into school has been terrible. And, you know, I, I very much welcome that school will be a more inclusive place. I welcome the fact that it's a universal payment so that children aren't going to be identified. I would have similar concerns to the first speaker around the operational method of it, because just looking at, um, you know, just if we take, for example, a fourth class, Barnardo's last year's report said a fourth class book's cost 124 euro per week per, you know go back to per school year, yeah. then 50 euro digital cost and then the classroom resources which is usually your photocopying and your art supplies another 46 so that doesn't equate to 96 euro you're talking more about 220 euro so i'm i, I would be concerned where that shortfall is coming does that mean even though there is this expectation that the schools won't increase the voluntary contribution, firstly, that will put huge pressure on schools. And as, as the, the acting headmaster spoke about, if there's more pupils than capitation grants for the books, how do you spread it around? You know, all of the things I would be concerned about. And there is this expectation now that parents will have that I don't have to worry about school right. books. Well, look, books we, we shall, provided. the devil will be in the, the detail, uh, Louise, there's no doubt about that. And perhaps we're being uh, a bit premature in critiquing the scheme until we get the detail, but hopefully we'll get that before uh, too long. Louise Bayless, co-founder of Spark, thank you very much for joining us. And before that, we had Aon O'Reardon from the Labour Party and no Loftus not an acting principal I just meant that he was acting as a principal which he is but he's a full-time principal uh, in that school in St. Attractus in Roscommon The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.